1: We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out, I feel him out. And uh, we go for
2: it. Hello and welcome along to The Worst Idea of All Time, a podcast from which Tim Bett and myself, Carl Montgomery, watch and review Sex in the City, the movie, uh, 52 times as quickly as we can with one another. And uh, today we are joined by the wonderful... Mitra Johari, Mitra, how are Woo! you? Um,
3: <laughs> I'm great. Um, I well, I was better before I came here. <laughs> now I'm worse. But it's great to it's great to be with Guy. It's great to talk to Tim.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, that help. we keep doing this to such cool people. <laughs> it's uh, it's not a great way to make friends and influence people. It's like, hey, um, you want to come on our podcast? We're gonna treat you like shit first, but then we'll talk about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how are you going Tim? Mate,
4: um do you know how I'm doing? I'm hungover and I didn't formally worry about my drinking, but I feel like I've said that sentence so many times in this season of the podcast that I'm communicating yeah. with you hungover that I'm like I must drink a lot more than I thought I did. Cuz I thought I was uh, getting a lot more sober as I aged, but apparently
2: not. Well, the podcast is an interesting litmus test. Do you think there's a relationship between uh, abusing alcohol and having to do this project?
4: <laughs> you know what, guy? There could be a relationship betwixt the two for sure.
3: I mean i I will drink tonight.
4: <laughs> what describe the um the the search make sure how just like paint a picture for me in terms of uh what the setup was for you guys did you watch this on a laptop or a tv or what's you happening watched over
3: it on there? a tv um and i will say uh guys spiced up the viewing experience by uh adding in songs that were not part of the movie
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> like he was singing them or just playing no, them on something would
3: pull up a song on spotify but it was all coming out of the same speaker so it seemed like the song was playing in the movie
4: that's really cool. <laughs> what 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 additional soundtrack did you add, guy, for this watch? Uh, uh
2: the best one. Yeah. It was well, I've always wanted to do it because when uh Carrie is reading the book to uh Lily or is it Rose? Who's the adopted daughter?
3: Rose. No, Lily. Lily. Really? Yeah,
2: yeah. I. Uh, she's reading Cinderella and she goes, You know this is all just a fairy tale, right? It's not real and uh of course Lily doesn't give a fuck. Uh she's a child and she says Correct. Uh, again, again. And then Carrie says, Another one bites the dust. And <laughs> and you put you on, on Quinn? <laughs> yeah. And then so as soon as she says it, it just kicks him with it. Bow, but,
3: but he did it perfectly. So I really <laughs> thought that it was part of the movie. I was like, That's, That's so excellent. Funny. And the guy immediately <laughs> revealed what happened. <laughs> but I, I guy
4: can't like, play as. He can't play his gags over a long term because he just he wants to claim that credit too quickly. It's like no, it was me. I'm the genius. <laughs> all you
2: gotta must be... role, laughs You got to slow your roll, friend. Yeah, all laughs must be uh, immediately and correctly attributed at all times. Uh but then uh, I took inspiration from that and I think I had another couple of cracks at it. I like di- a, yeah. Oh uh, yeah.
3: Um Miss New Booty played uh, at one point. What was, the, uh, there was another, but there was one that I didn't recognize. It was but.
2: yeah, Miss New Booty plays when uh, Carrie and Jennifer Hudson are talking at the bar, and Carrie goes on one of her fucking you know frustratingly wordy quips where she goes, uh, "I may not send texts, so I may not receive text, but the subtext of that text." is bootay
0: Boote, 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 rocking everywhere. I wish. I
2: wish that movie could be fun. Yeah, and then the other one was, uh, it it didn't play because Mitra didn't know the song, but whenever Miranda steps up and wades through those balloon strings, she says, Mm. uh, no, Carrie does, and Miranda goes, Carrie, please don't go. I put on Baby Please Don't Go by the band Them, Van Morrison's band from his teenage years. How's that guy? <noun> <Sing it's> about, <inaudible> the intro is really iconic. It's a blues cover. Anyhow. Could you sing the did, chorus for me? <laughs> it, 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 I can, but for the record, it did not work in the screening. I cannot imagine how it's going to work with, as revived <laughs> it's for this okay, audio this, recording. There's uh, only babe, one way to find out. out. Baby, please don't go. Oh, I don't Baby, know. Baby, please don't go but down to be New clear, Orleans. We
3: didn't get to that part. It was just the intro.
2: Yeah. Hey, yeah. But, however, I stand by the idea. Had you known the intro, you yeah. would have known what it represented, which was the line, Baby, please don't go. I mean, it was a big ask, and I. Now, look, make sure I'm you're at
4: professional tv writer and and uh and you you work in film as well what do you say to the idea that we should start soundtracking films like you get one take and a spotify <laughs> playlist and just whatever you know you, you're really locked into that it's like a live set from a dj but then it, it becomes pretty, part I, of the movie that
3: works for me. Well, uh, also because they're, they're they do that thing where like they'll show video a video a movie and there will be an orchestra on stage playing the soundtrack. So I yeah. sort of did a home version of that, <laughs> um, but with, but not the actual soundtrack of the movie. Yeah, he's a
4: regular handsome, um, raunch guy. That's for sure.
3: Well, it's that thing where like. Um, Pink Floyd matches up with uh, the Wizard of Oz, except for um, Guy played Queen during Sex and uh, the City, the movie.
4: <laughs> for the record, mature as well, also matches up with Paul Blatt, Mall Cop 2, Dark Side the, of the Moon.
3: Oh, my God. It's
4: like a one-to-one perfect, although you got to play it one-and-a-half to one, it's a
2: one-and-a-half to one perfect match, as the old That's... saying
4: goes.
3: <laughs> oh, perfect. I
2: think <laughs> I, what, I, I like the idea, Tim, of uh, scoring movies live using whatever means you have. Uh, yeah. But I would like to say I wouldn't have been able to do such a fantastic job had this not been the 18th screening of <laughs> Sex in the City. I imagine <laughs> waiting in for the first time True. there's a lot more guesswork. You don't quite know what goes where.
3: Wow, and can I just say, absolutely bone-chilling experience watching guys <laughs> say all the lines before the actors <laughs> said them.
4: <laughs> yeah, the no, major, but, You can say that because that is bone-chilling. I don't like what this uh, is doing to us, my man
3: deeply devastating experience <laughs> top to bottom I'm
2: so sorry it was really nice watching it with uh, you Mitra because uh, it's a, like it's a, it's a really good tell you know because once, you, once you're in this deep it's really hard to know what's good what's not I mean you've got a vague handle but uh, lines are starting to blur in terms of what's mm. actually a good bit of filmmaking and like what's something you've just gravitated to and decided to warm to and enjoy um and I described it because you took a real shining quite quickly to Cynthia Nixon's performance. Yes. And also her relationship, Miranda's relationship with Steve.
3: In the beginning, yes. <laughs>
2: but, like, it was amazing because it's like when you're at a bad live gig and you're watching a really bad show and then someone comes on stage who's good. And the entire tone of the room changed. Like You lean forward on your, on your body and you're on your knees like, oh my gosh, Like I'm invested in this.
3: I was ready. I, I, I was excited whenever we, got a, we had a little taste. And
2: then to the point you were devastated, you called that they, something would crumble in their relationship. And you were heartbroken.
3: I was really upset. <laughs> I'm rooting for them.
2: Yeah. They Is this the first time that you've
4: seen it?
3: Sex in the City? Yeah. I've, I've never seen any Sex in the City.
4: Holy smokos. That's big. So this is your introduction to the franchise. I'm so sorry. This is
3: this is not how it's supposed to be viewed. They gave us a ninety minute PowerPoint presentation (laughs) in the beginning of the movie explaining (laughs) what all the characters are like and everything that's ever happened to them. So it's That was literally for you.
4: That was for specifically Mitra
3: you guys made that
2: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) when we first watched it it just went straight into the movie and we were like well hold on a minute
3: i took um i took i took little notes throughout the movie and i wrote opening sequence equals ugly powerpoint and assault
4: (laughs) assault
3: (laughs) it was firm
4: but fair words
3: thank you i'm being objective I also the first thing that I wrote before anything else was ugly clothes. <laughs> and man, oh, man, they just were absolutely relentless with the ugly clothes.
4: <laughs> Don't you I think, though, so... that it's – Isn't it one of those things where being on the cusp of fashion puts you at danger of, like, as soon as six months have passed, after the movie comes out, you look ridiculous? Is that fashion? What was,
3: what was so weird about that is, like, I know that Sex and the City is known for being, like – Fashion, fashion, slay, 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 And I was watching, I was like, there's no way that, like, this ugly, ugly silk dress with huge, huge, ugly, ugly belt in ugly, ugly color was fashion.
2: At the time, yeah,
3: ever
4: the ugly. I, I, actually, <laughs> this is the first time I really honed in on it, but there was a fashion item that just absolutely perplexed me. And I've written it down in my extensive notes I took this time. Metro sure last last episode, I had quite a um, distracted watch, and I felt bad about it. So this one, I really fucking zoned in on um, the. <laughs> The scene where Big is chopping the tomatoes, they're in the kitchen, they're talking about um, oh, yeah, and the she's apartment. she's
3: husking corn.
4: <laughs> she's <is> asking <laughs> corn, that is the verb. Uh, and she's wearing this crazy necklace, which... Um, yes, uh, she's kind of I,
3: ugly chunk necklace.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's like a broken clock or something, it's really weird, it's like a... I don't know how to describe it i took a screenshot of it i'd send it to you guys but i think in the interest of this being an audio uh, podcast it's probably more useful if i describe it for you and everyone else it's um
1: what the fuck is it Can it's I just like a big
4: say, padlock Tim,
2: it's nice to Yo. know you took a screenshot really nice
4: <laughs> it, it exists no do you know what it is it looks like a little saucer like a little saucer for milk that's attached yeah. to a padlock that's on a really horrible chain and then it's what someone's put like a metal eye in the middle of I'm sending you the picture guys. I'm not doing a great I job on this.
3: No, you are like, it sounds ugly, which I know it will be.
4: It just didn't make any goddamn sense to me. Cause it's like, at what point in time was this a good idea? But anyway, what are, did, did you have other fashion uh, critiques there, Mitra? Yes. So dig let me, into uh,
3: let me, I'm going to like, I'm going to just scroll through and um, read out all my, my fashion thoughts. Um, so we got ugly clothes and that's for the whole movie um, shortly after the opening <laughs> that night
2: is relevant now as it was when it was written down but two and a half hours ago
3: yeah I feel it so much more strongly than I do um, let's see this doesn't just go for fashion but I wrote void of taste absolute vacuum <laughs> Jesus
4: Christ, that's damning <laughs>
3: Um I wrote Ugly Hat Party in parentheses auction. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Mm.
3: Um pearls to bed question mark but smell of the old book and that was uh the scene with Big where she's wearing the hideous silk purple cami, gray underwear and pearls. Mm. And then they smell a book together. <laughs> ha ha ha. Um weirdly
4: I don't mind the gray.
3: I mean the gray. Cuz I know exactly
4: I know like, exactly the moment you're talking about, and I—I I don't mind the, the gray. Everything the else is pretty yuck. Yeah, the, the pearls the, at the night. You're under- right. Terrifying.
2: Is that a thing? No, oh. it's stressful. The,
3: the 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 gray underwear, most normal thing about that. But why with the silk cami? Ugly purple. Um, let's see. Uh, really made myself laugh because I wrote Adam Maraschino when it's the the wedding planner because I can't remember his real name. So in my mind, he's he. I went back and forth between Adam and Andy Maraschino. Um, <laughs> not fashion, but that that one. Gotta get that. There's
2: our friend Anthony, who I'm over the course of 18 watches warmed to. Yeah, I fucking Mitra, hate him. Yeah, Mitra's on your team. She did not care for the guy at all. I'm just nah, like, nah.
3: what's the like? We're doing like um like we're just we're gonna we're just seeing the two gay characters fall like the only whatever. Um
2: They're the only gay men in New York. Uh, we've gotta make
3: them see. kiss
4: like a couple of Barbie dolls smushed together by a six-year-old girl. <laughs> New York got is got to famously, ram them down each other's throats.
2: You know, it is scant with gay men. Yeah. There are two, not just in the movie, but in the wider universe of the show.
3: Hey, I'd love to meet one.
2: <laughs> yeah, wouldn't we all? <laughs>
3: Um and then I just wrote pube moment. Um, but I think I actually like that. Um, now in retrospect, because at least it made me laugh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is I actually this ch- is when the gals are sitting around in Mexico, and it's the scene where Samantha calls out Miranda for having a, a bit of bush
2: going on.
3: Yeah, like I'm, you know what? Great, let's see bush.
2: Samantha is uh, she's got one speed and it's uh, full speed. Yeah, everyone's on blast. Uh, she's a doer which I like because yeah. there's not a lot of doing in this movie. There's a lot of sitting around. <laughs> Samantha's <laughs> a great true.
3: friend. Samantha like makes shit happen. She like takes care of stuff and she's, she's mm. so pragmatic. I like Samantha.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, I guess, you know, naturally watching it with someone against watching it with no one colors, the way that you feel about certain characters, because uh, aside from Adam or Andy or Anthony Maraschino, <laughs> Uh, We were seeing eye to eye pretty much the whole watch. Yeah. Uh, Here's my
4: question about Samantha, if I can interject briefly. She's great. We love her. She's doing stuff, and it's good, and it's very needed in this film. How much leeway does that give her as a character? Because she really does put Miranda on blast, a woman who is you know, suffering through a separation of her marriage. And she's like, hey, you know what? Tidy your fucking pubes up, my dude. That's her.
3: But I'm like... What do do we expect from Samantha? She's not going to be honest with her friends. I mean, I think it's bad, but then also they all get even with her because they call her fat, fat, fat humongo
2: for looking
3: (laughs) the same. (laughs) They
4: they do. I love the line that Carrie says, you would look gorgeous at any size. It is the most throwaway, like, please (laughs) don't put us in (laughs) articles and listicles and columns. You've got it. Just like, leave us out of this.
3: Yeah, and then one minute later, she has some like shitty wordplay about her body. What was it like? Oh,
2: what does your gut say?
3: Yeah, I was like, all right, bitch." <laughs>
4: I guess we're doing it, this now.
2: This this movie was made and existed before listicles, you know, were a thing. Like, I feel like in reference to Samantha calling out Miranda in that moment, uh, I agree with Mitch that it's like there's what we want from her. It's consistency and character. Yeah, but also all of the all of the characters display. Uh, hearty, like not callousness towards one another, but certainly self-centeredness to the Mm -hmm. point where it's like they don't—they don't really. The thing that unites them is they're all self-interested. Like it's sort of expanding on what Amy said last time, but none of them care. None of them care about each other truly. I think.
3: I think um Samantha does like she does (laughs) stuff for her friends. She like she's actually making moves. She's like, you take the friend away, I'll take care of all the wedding stuff. Yeah, she's like. She likes shows up.
2: Yeah. But that's like that would that would qualify her occasionally lashing out at the others. Right. For any reason. Charlotte. I like
4: this concept of social capital of like how many good things can I do to justify being a fucking douchebag for about a week? <laughs> like I how, how much of my idea do I need to dedicate but, being a good
2: friend?
3: But Samantha Samantha's the only one that's actually doing good friend things. Mm. Like, but they're all terrible.
2: Mm. I, Charlotte's
4: yeah. presented as virtuous, but there's actually no action to back that up. It's just like, hey, Charlotte is vapor. She's goody. She? <laughs> Explain, please, kindly elaborate.
3: I uh, can't do it kindly, but uh... <laughs> <laughs>
2: the, the, the queen nice. of mean herself, Yes,
3: guy ca- called me the queen of mean when uh, because I screamed when Jennifer Hudson went away. I said, oh, we're really gonna miss her. <laughs>
4: That's so weird because I've been calling you the queen of steam because I know you have such an affinity for hot water. It's <laughs> true.
3: Yeah, that's true too. Um,
4: Thank you for the laugh. I'm so hungover. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I kept a tally of the moment. I, I, I thought of, I had at least nine moments and I forgot to tally other times and I sort of fell off towards the end. But I had a tally of all the moments where I felt that Charlotte acted completely unhinged. <laughs>
4: great where she would like run make, me through I like,
3: and I, I i wish i would have actually written down the moments but it was really anything where she would like anytime she would scream when someone did mm. something normal it was like you're crazy um could you like challenge guy and i to try
4: and number them off because I reckon we could do it, the two of us. I'm, I
3: feel like I you... probably could because I made a huge deal about stuff. And he actually pointed out one that I thought was really funny that I didn't notice because I was writing. Because I was in the minute, I was in the middle of one of my 30 meltdowns of this movie writing in all caps, how long is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, actually, you need to look up because there's another k- kooky Charlotte.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And I actually hadn't seen it before this week. But when they're all uh, going to sit down in the front row at the fashion show uh they're carrying, they're carrying various programs but uh charlotte <laughs> goofy fucking charlotte of course <laughs> has picked up a giant magazine the size of one of her legs that she's lugging around with the other stuff and she's like going to sit down and she puts down her coat then she picks up her coat and she's like putting she's just sorting through her papers there is so much acting going on and faffing around with what's happening if I was like, I've done stuff like that before in public where I grow self-conscious. I'm like, people must think I look fucking crazy because I can't figure out to do with what all the stuff I chose to carry. <laughs> but not our Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't give a hoot.
4: <laughs> oh, man. Um... I'm in that situation so much and I never like really felt bad about it. But now I'm going to. I've just got oh, I... too many objects. As as this one is know, a real she's problem.
3: She's three papers. She's literally just holding three papers and she's <laughs> totally
4: overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> Mention this woman on a computer, right? Could you imagine oh Charlotte on a laptop? Wouldn't oh. work.
3: Also, the password is love. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh.
2: I know it's set in 2008, but four characters... There's not enough. I mean, they wouldn't Met even allow even it then, then, now. They would wouldn't they? allow it.
3: They wouldn't. And no special characters. Come on. It sounds a lot like Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I like that.
2: There was a really good Queen of Mean moment <laughs> when uh, Jennifer Hudson's leaving and we're all heartbroken <laughs> and she goes to give Carrie her key ring that says love. <laughs> and <laughs> Mitch and I have been talking a lot about how money, it's really interesting when they try and give money value in this movie because it's so yeah. valueless like it has no yeah, bearing on yeah, any true. of their lives at all it's a good way and of putting it and Carrie's like uh, she's like uh, with all due respect St. Louise everything in this apartment is know the $500 so take your fucking key ring and get out of here but- I
3: was like it would be so funny if she just took the key ring and as soon as the door closed Carrie threw it in the trash <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: like chucks it overhand as hard as she
2: can it'd just be nice to see more honesty in the film like that's how she feels Cause, you she know it's, says it's...
3: something
4: in that moment I can't remember exactly what the phrasing is but she's like this is oh I, she says I found I got my love this is for you and every time I've wanted to be like that is a key ring my dude that not gonna do anything for anyone and it it's just real... too big to be practical so come on now
2: it had real value for Jennifer Hudson though like she'd she'd hold it during the day and it would give her self love all day every it's day it's like a talisman
4: or a um, yeah. another word that yeah. means talisman
2: in a scene that is not featured in the movie, her marriage immediately crumbles and falls apart because she gave the key ring away to Carrie. And then the, the third movie, which is a Jennifer Hudson spin off, is her going back to Carrie being like, hey, I actually need that key ring back. And Carrie frantically <laughs> rifling through trash all around New York City to try and cover up the social faux pas well, of throwing away a just gift.
3: just gives her an old metal detector. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like good luck, bitch. I quite
4: like this. So what what do you think happened to this key ring to imbue it with such strong magical powers? Like, what is the history of this piece of metal?
3: She probably just, like, found it on the ground while she was walking to New York from St. Louis. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she walked? Okay. <laughs> and then, like, some mystical drifter left it there, but very intentionally for her yeah. to find. Like, it was it was preordained. And actually... The reason why she gets called St. Louis all the time, St. Louise, is because she does later become a saint. It's foreshadowing.
3: Oh, that makes sense.
2: That's also, beautiful foreshadowing.
3: We also, Charlotte loves pudding. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's
2: another of your notes.
3: But they, I wrote, oh, the pudding Charlotte thing. dot 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 loves dot 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 pudding dot 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 and dot 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 <laughs> is dot 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 <laughs> racist. <laughs>
4: She's very racist. Yeah, She's um well, I don't know, racist is probably quite a strong word, but she is hella ignorant. She can't handle I mean, being in Mexico, doesn't trust any yeah, of the
3: food. Her being like then, her, I was like I was so relieved that she like shit her pants.
2: Yeah, she deserves nothing less justice. Also this, and this is across both movies, which sadly, Mitra, you know, as it stands is something you can't speak to, I'm sure you'll race home to stuff Sex in the City 2 down your pipes as soon as possible. But the treatment of waitstaff by the characters in this movie and the second movie is atrocious throughout. You know how they True. say it's the measure of a person?
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. So when
2: Miranda and Carrie are out for a meal, the one which Miranda confesses to, you know, destroying the prospect of their marriage.
3: Oh, well, they, they go to the string restaurant. Yeah, they go to
2: the, the, <laughs> the famous balloon string restaurant. Uh, like I know that they're going through some stuff themselves, but they're so curt with the the server or the waitress. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. And well, it's
3: like ha ha ha, they're cutting her off. Ha ha. <laughs> and then
2: yeah, they do it with this, the Mexican at, at the Mexican hotel restaurant as well. Yeah. Also, they overorder all the time for how much food they eat. Again, this is consistent through Sex and Cities One and Two.
3: Wow.
2: The breakfast buffet. You know how they did it in Abu Dhabi, yeah. Tim. They do yeah. it again in Mexico. They've got like enough fruit for a family yeah. of ten just sitting in front of them. Samantha yeah. even calls it out. She says, "With all this fresh fruit there, you're just going to eat pudding." And then Charlotte I says, want, I, "Yeah, Charlotte's I
3: like, want yes, someone I'm to keep eating pudding.
4: I want there a, there a no university professor. Food. I want someone to really make the economic model for how this world works. This version of New York City." It's so like, what's going on here? How's everyone afloat? This doesn't feel efficient at all.
3: And like, how many times does Carrie change apartments in this movie? Is she, I mean, she's always in a new apartment.
2: Yeah. Acro- well, no, there she's is across a lot th- of shifting
3: around. She's yeah, it's thr- it's, she starts so- in
2: hers and then she also stays yeah. at Biggs and then Big in her. I don't even know if Carrie puts in the money because she can't have if she's I don't know maybe. There's a lot of real estate. Moving around, isn't it? Oh,
3: that? yeah, because she, she's living – she's paying for her, uh, her fancy decorator with her advance money. So she's worried about something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, her, every They measure money in decorators.
0: <laughs> As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either.
1: that's uh that was when measure. that's when they try and introduce the concept of
2: money is when her and charlotte are out um shopping for furniture because she i got the advance for my book <laughs> so yeah, i'm gonna buy <laughs> some you know nice- what
4: that that is so jarring because it's like what the fuck does money does money exist in this world hey, you, yeah wait, do you have limited resources at some point this completely <laughs> contradicts everything i've seen so far it doesn't make any sense. And yeah. then a desk? So many- a desk is too much for you? You just fucking walked in with your hubby-to-be and bought presumably some $40 million apartment at the top of a building in New York City. You care yeah. not for desk money. You're fine. They, they,
2: do the, they do the same thing. Miranda says that the, the taxi is $18 money. Uh, Carrie yes. refers to the shoes as $550 of money. Uh, the cushion man, in her house on. is 300 money. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like... You know, it's a real problem for these characters. No one lives in this version of New York. I guess some people do. There yeah. are rich people here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah. I like um, I like how the, the guy in the cab just nods, but he doesn't get to have a line.
4: Yeah. No. I want to know his story so badly as well, because it suggests that he's got a lot of stuff going on.
3: No, we've got to watch Awesome Mr. Big instead. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> hot Mr. Big.
2: It's a knowing night. No, it's do like
4: you, do do you give credence to guy in my theory that Big is illiterate?
3: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I mean, anything to make this movie go by a little quicker.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a fun thing to project onto him.
3: I I love it. I mean it it gives him like some real uh some real stakes. Because him, like, leaving, I, I just didn't get that. Like, there's no yeah. stakes in the movie. Also, they should have just fucking stayed in Mexico. <laughs> Why not just stay in Mexico?
2: Yeah, they what? don't have any... What
4: do you mean for good?
3: For the movie. Like, just the, have the rest oh. of the movie be them, like, parading around Mexico, flirting and fucking. Correct. Like, that would be yes. so fun.
2: They don't do any That's fun a fun stuff movie. In
3: we don't even get to see um, Samantha have sex with Dante. That's, like, the whole Ale- point of the movie.
4: <laughs> el sex e uh, el ciudad? Fuck, I've forgotten all my Spanish, man. God, yeah, I've real... been to Mexico, Mitra. I lied my way onto a school trip. Here's how it went down I was in the sixth form, you see. Oh, Tim, and, Tim's, uh, t-
2: Tim's grown tired of talking about sex in the city. <laughs> Tim, got, we're doing yeah, good work here, talking about the that's movie. Okay. I got
4: bad grades, Mitra. And um, they were really poor grades, actually in Spanish. I was I was no good as a pupil because I got a bad memory. You see, so I struggle with the vocab section of learning a language. Comprehension I can get my head around. If there's rules, I can learn it. But if it's just loose vocab, I struggle.
3: I'm so the opposite.
4: I <laughs> really <laughs> mm-hmm. you're not a stickler for the rules, but very good at loose facts. Mm. I said to my Spanish teacher, I said Fifi. I called her Fifi. She hated it. Her name was Fiona, and we were supposed to call her Miss Atkinson. You oh probably shouldn't name that's fine um so she was like your grades aren't good I was like I know but next year man let me in the subject and I will be the hardest working student in the class like you'll be you'll be shocked this is going to be my number one priority and by the time she figured out that I hadn't even taken it as a subject I'd already paid for some of the trips so they had to take me
3: <laughs> oh my god I joined I joined choir in my high school for one year so that I could go to New York.
2: This that makes <laughs> sense. So, did you go to the choir practice that year?
3: Um, I like took the class, but then I dropped out of the class after, after the, the trip.
2: trip. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> 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 that's what you sang in choir. Can you sing, uh, Major?
3: Um, like a little.
2: Major can, can sing. You sing for us now.
3: I'm like a bird, I want to way. Oh
2: my gosh. So,
3: actually that song at the end of Sex and the City is Little Old Me. That's right. The Jennifer Hudson song was oh, actually me.
2: <laughs> Mitra sang all of Jennifer Hudson's smash singles from the soundtrack for Sex and the City.
3: Yeah, sorry, I'm actually modest,
2: Tim. Ever heard of modesty, Tim?
3: Yeah, Mr. Spanish Class.
2: Um. Yeah, mm-hmm. look... I'm I'm a Leo,
4: don't blame me, it's my star
2: sign. <laughs> I struggle to see how your little anecdote about your, you know, squirming your way into a school trip to Mexico ties into yeah. the narrative of Sex in the City, but I'd like to because, continue to see you draw that line. Because
4: Mitra's suggestion that that would be a really fun movie is absolutely bang on. Mexico is such a vibrant and interesting place, and they would be, then it's a fish out of water movie, which is what I want to see for the gals. Like, we've done the TV show. We've you seen them see, in New York. We had You see five seasons a fish of out of, of water
2: movie in Abu Dhabi. That's an hour and a half of some seriously drowning it's a, fish. It's a,
4: that's a fish Suffocating in the fish. They've got It's too much. They need a middle yeah. ground. They need a fish in the grass, which is Mexico.
2: Well, so long as we are talking about fish, this is something that I've been meaning to bring up, bring up for a few weeks here but have failed to. Samantha's big romantic move mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day for Smith Jarrett is to make sushi and
3: Smith Jarrett. <laughs> you love that name, <sighs> Smith Jarrett and Andy Maraschino.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the name generator. Uh, her big move is to make homemade sushi, which is you know, which is quite a generous thing to do. But then to drape filler, filleted raw fish all over her body. Can you think of a less sexy food in the bedroom? Oh, they're that's just... going <laughs> bad
4: immediately. Let me tell you, as the husband of a doctor, that is not recommended. That's room as the temp. Husband
3: of a doctor. <laughs> Look, as the patient they're on the west the doctor, coast.
4: Is uh... <laughs> the neighbor of a GP? Yeah. Someone who's in the neighborhood of three medical clinics. I can tell you that fish ain't going to last long.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it was gross. They're in Los I... Angeles.
4: Too hot. Um, guys, there's yeah. a there's a big section of notes here that if this is incredibly indulgent, but can I rattle them off at speed because I've got a point and supporting evidence.
3: Yes, of course. <laughs> but I Here's say the yes. thesis. <laughs> Thank
4: you. You're the only opinion that matters. My thesis <laughs> is that this movie should end at one hour forty two minutes, which is almost an entire hour earlier than what it does end. Oh my god. Point one. Well, I mean, so,
2: it doesn't matter what you say. Everyone in the world agrees with this theory. (laughs) I'm just saying
4: here's here's what we're left with in terms of a movie if it ends at one hour forty-two. One, heavy suggestion that St. Louis and Will are getting back together with the shot of them at the New Year's party. So that's kind of wrapped up. Two, Big consigns himself to being alone, free, and facing permanent consequences of burning Carrie one too many times. So we've got a lesson learned. Three, Miranda and Carrie are best friends supporting each other through breakups with their shitty men who wronged them. A lesson there and friendship which is like the central thesis of sex in the city four samantha shows how much she loves smith by working really hard to keep their relationship on track forsaking a life centered around herself and sex vis-a-vis character development Five, Charlotte is blissfully pregnant, happily married, and already the joyful mother to an adopted child. So that's wrapped up. That's fine. Six, the movie ends on New Year's, which is kind of perfect. New beginnings. That's when you want to end a a movie. Seven, Carrie's journey is one of self-respect, but also of restraint. Like all heroes, we find her in comfort. She leaves to go on an adventure, getting married, then loses something big, Mr. Big, and then returns home.
2: Changed. Thoughts? Love it. There is an incredibly comprehensive and almost like academically written uh, assortment of points. I, I love it. I mean, I you had me at this movie should end <laughs> roughly an hour before it ends. <laughs> but I love.
3: I mean, I love the moment of um, of Carrie going through the snow to see Miranda. I thought it was so nice. Um, yeah. It, to me, that's yeah. I agree. Like, I want, I want the movie to just be about their friendship. It's so disappointing when the the courthouse wedding is like, who cares? Well, I know sucks. you're
2: going to say, especially who cares amongst the assembled other people going there to get married. Like, there's a shot of them all, sort of looking like, oh well. I mean, ours was a bit boring, but these guys are really getting met You know, yeah. It's like not as soon as you're married, you don't stick around in the fucking gallery to watch other people doing their. You know, That's getting married,
4: true. but it's like how you spend your wedding day.
2: Ten other assembled couples.
3: Yeah, we're all. They're all like, "Well, we're married, but we won't be fucking today." <laughs> 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 we're watching Carrie and Big tie the knot.
2: <laughs> yeah, do you...
3: another ugly, ugly outfit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was her original. Yeah. Choice that, for what wedding do you
3: think
4: dress. of? Yeah, what do you think of that? The non-Vivian Westwood one.
3: Like I just, I just soup. thought it was like her. it, it wasn't a compromise. It was his the thing that he wanted. Mm. That's I was like what I expected and what I That's think would true. have been cooler is if they were in the courthouse but she was wearing her Vivian Westwood dress. That's true. what I thought was going to happen. You're right. What I wanted and I thought it would be nice because it was like both of their things. Mm. But
4: it's a meeting. It wasn't. It's a meeting of the minds, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, but instead of her being this- like
3: I'm, I'm, I'm Mrs. Big. <laughs>
4: Yes, this is me now sacrificing everything i haven't learned a thing um the thing that i thought about is what that phone call would have been between big and the four girls wait three who aren't Carrie because they fucking hate him we don't see any resolution to that yeah. like charlotte wants him dead she she comes up no, with a whole he get, saying he gets, just to meet him
2: gets, on the street yeah but he gets points ironically it's the it's the you know poisoned arrow that she has locked and loaded that turns her back onto big because she gets when so I angry. Her water. No, but, uh, Harry kind of explains it away after the, after yeah, Harry's the childbirth. Forgiven, he's also very Jewish.
3: The whole point of that scene is just so we know that Harry is Jewish. She's like his Bubby. What a mensch. Like all this shit. It's like, okay, we didn't like, why are we doing this? <laughs> And I did, and 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 Guy informed me that there's a lot of real estate in the in the show of uh her making fun of him for being ugly, which I thought was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, did you did you know
2: that Tim? I uh, one of our uh, yeah. previous guests informed. Yeah, it's so good.
4: <laughs> I remember some moments of that. Yeah, because I it's think a, oh no, well, Shlep, every, everyone in the, the show. One. Sorry.
3: Oh, I was trying to remember like they, they had like schlepping. three Jewish moments. They're like yeah. you're gonna you schlep it all over. It was
2: Carrie says Mazeltov. Tov.
3: and this it all says, happens Bubby in like two and, minutes. And
2: uh, I felt no, it's a schmuck. He says he felt bad for the. Is it?
3: It was schlepp, tov, and Bubby all in a two-minute scene when we like have not touched on it at all. <laughs> and the rest See, this of the- is.
4: As a New Zealander, we don't have a huge Jewish community here, so I don't have a good handle on this, and that never really like stuck out to me. Is that a lot to just throw? That's a lot of Yiddish to just pack into thirty seconds of the film. When we haven't, because I figured New York, there's lots of New York Jews there.
3: They don't have to talk about it, but I was like, why are we like, why are we getting all of this like weird information in this one moment?
2: (laughs) diversity reasons
3: yeah 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 well we have to like um we have to we have to shoehorn jennifer hudson and then get rid of her as quickly as possible (laughs) not give the cab driver a line and then make eight jewish references in a one minute period (laughs) for no reason also
2: we have to adopt a daughter from china
3: yes yes yes, and bring her everywhere so they can be like see there actually was a diverse member of the gang (laughs) (laughs) and the
2: fifth girl is a woman of color
3: Sure, she doesn't speak, but she loves Cinderella.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a the fifth
4: girl, Lily.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> In the sixth,
4: it's disturbing, isn't it? New, New York, York City. City. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, so long as we're all here, I would like to play a segment that is as recent as one week old, called uh, "Outside the Outside the Lines." With uh, Mitra Johari, as well you observed, Mitra, there is a disgusting line in the middle of this fucking movie uh, <laughs> where they comparatively talk about how much sex they have. And then they, they're trying to needle the information out of Carrie, but she's not willing to give it. Instead, she says, but I will tell you this. When Big Colors, he really stays inside the lines.
3: Or outside the lines. Uh, right? Outside the lines. Yeah.
2: What does that mean
3: to me? Ass fucking.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, absolute. That's where I went. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: <laughs> he does it. He does it in the butt.
3: He does it in in. It's anal
2: sex.
4: Butt. We're all adults here, folks. It's just, yeah. She's just talking about anal sex. I um, I also did actually laugh uh,
3: at the the when Samantha just says come.
2: <laughs> yeah, I kept a I kept a, a running tally of <laughs> Mitra's Literally, genuine yeah. laughs. Do you want to hear laugh, them, too? Yeah,
1: I
3: am. Go
2: uh, when the auctioneer describes Samantha as a colorful bidder.
3: That made me laugh. Mm.
2: When Candace Bergen offers up Carrie Vogue airbrushing for her <laughs> 40-year-old photo shoot. Vogue
3: photographers, mm-hmm. Vogue fashion, Vogue airbrushing.
2: Yeah. Uh, Samantha saying, come, because there's no crayon equivalent. <laughs> Carrie not knowing how to use an iPhone. How can you laugh at that? It's so lame. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Samantha having done the legwork to know that some of the fellas don't know how to screw you. <laughs> you like that? I am yeah, disappointed,
4: Uh It'll Samantha's look- big hat got a big laugh. <laughs> oh, man. These are getting worse.
3: Uh, well, I got I got sadder and sadder. As the movie and
2: uh, the last one, and I agree with this laugh week in, week out, was uh, fur is murder.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great laugh line, actually. That's legit. That's Those it. two uh, women, man. I want to see their story. I am conv- I know. utterly convinced <laughs> oh, they are from hey? Vermont. They've busted in from um, Vermont.
3: Yeah.
0: Which is I a was, long like, bus
4: ride.
3: I want to see them in the, like, Miss Maisel universe. <laughs> <That's> my <laughs> request. <laughs>
2: I haven't it's seen Mrs. Hell. Maisel, but are you imagine imagining them heckling.
3: Well, I've seen one episode of Miss Maisel, and I just want to—I want to see those chicks in a scene together in there.
4: <laughs> I don't like all the negativity that has um, been on this episode, so let's 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 bring some shining
2: light in. Uh, with pleasure. I've got one locked and loaded. I uh, want to hear it it's early it's when they're out for a meal we're with the brady the brady hobbs family and uh it's just after steve very deftly you know softens miranda's mood she's quite tense because she's got a brief to work on after dinner and uh they're about to go home and uh he says you got a milk moustache and she goes what you just criticized me me.
4: excuse me guy can you please do the steve voice if you're gonna be steve
2: yeah, that was very disrespectful. You got a milk mustache, uh, and then she sort of goes, "All oh, you do is criticize me." And he goes, "No, wait, you want to go around n- not knowing you got a milk on your face or something like that?" Milk on <laughs> always, your lip? Yeah, always talking about milk. Loves milk, that boy makes him big and strong. Uh, but she says, "Oh, whatever." Then he does it. He does the milk mustache back. And my shining light was uh, Cynthia Nixon as Miranda. When she breaks at seeing that, when her mood lightens and she suddenly smiles and is like, I love this guy. This is great. Um, it was a beautiful piece of acting, very well realized, uh, sort of like a romantic highlight of the film for me today. So
3: I agree. It really was the first moment where I was like, I love this couple. I'm rooting for them. Yeah. She's busy but she and she's stressed out, but he uh, he makes her laugh.
2: It's nice, isn't it?
3: Yep. It's he a really nice. seems makes her remember s- something nice.
4: Did it manage to stick with you till the end, Metro?
3: No, i mean i i think they're still like the the best couple like they're the couple that i'm rooting for um other than obviously dante and samantha i yeah i i, I guess it's sort of like that horror movie thing where like they close the doors. So, like we know that samantha and dante are gonna have sex but whatever we imagine is better than what they could have done for us also the um miranda steve uh post forgiveness sex scene is like shocking
4: <laughs> <laughs> why shocking because it you was see just full like, friends nudity
3: it was just so like whoa wow <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah
3: oh we have seen i mean it's, this movie's been so chill also because i thought their yeah. um t-shirt sex scene was hot too <laughs> <laughs> what thought-
2: you thought that was hot
3: I guess I, I, I do not know. know. I, I, was, I it's guess all, I was just like, it's this all, is real.
2: Yeah, it's all relative for you, Tim. Of course, you know, in your porn-addled mind of knowing full well we're going to get a full frontal sex scene later in the movie, the T-shirt stuff pales in comparison. But, porn-addled. you know, if you go... I
4: <laughs> haven't <Ever> been <laughs> this talked down to at some time, Guy Montgomery.
2: It's only in reference to watching Stanford. the movie. I have no idea how much pornography you watch outside well, of sex. Well, as you city.
4: know... 18 hours a day. I get up in the morning, <laughs> go make myself a cup of coffee. I get the Vaseline out and fire up the router. No, chuck a VPN my. on, and then just go to town for 18 hours. And why then, do you put uh, a VPN?
2: Why do you put a VPN on? <laughs> well, you can see I don't
4: you know, can bounce it round. Yeah, yeah. It's in case yeah. I want to torrent some movies so that they can't get me on copyright infringement. <laughs> I mean, copyright flouting.
2: It's not what you mean. Download porno movies.
4: Your torrent yeah torrenting porno movies you're guy. not torrenting just regular
2: <laughs> blockbusters while you oil up
4: no um, guy i've got a very busy day of consuming <laughs> uh what's the math on this 16 hours wait no 18 18 oh, fuck, hours, for a, a, 18 hours of pornography, pornography a day yeah. it is but i've become hours. something of a connoisseur um, ask me anything ama i <laughs> i watch 18 hours of porn every day
2: <laughs> <laughs> how many times do you come in 18 hours Precisely
4: thrice, and I time it out. Jesus
2: <laughs> fucking Christ!
3: Wow, what's self control!
4: Yeah, once every six hours, I'm like Those sting. Those must be that
2: way. some yeah, truly tantric orgasms. Uh, is it you fascinating wouldn't it, it? it is to talk about your masturbation habits, Tim. Do you have a shining light for us this week?
4: Um, probably a little movie that I found uh, from South Korea <laughs> featuring, get this. Two women, a watermelon, and a pizza boy who forgets to bring the wireless credit card terminal thing. So they've got to pay for the pizza some other way.
2: <laughs> do they trade it for a watermelon? Yeah, they do,
4: man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a pretty racy <laughs> pizza, man.
4: It's a barter system, but then they're so stoked that they figured out how to solve the problem, they fuck in
1: celebration.
2: That is such a good porno, is to completely yeah. remove the value of that <laughs> transaction, and then it's just a regular sex scene.
4: Then it celebrates. See, this is the kind of porn I like, where everyone's just having a good time. There's no, there's no hint of no it being kind of like it. a. Yeah. No one owes anyone no. anything. Exactly. It's not no, a debt like, being do you take repaid. Venmo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's, like, it's just oh, like yeah. Yeah. hey. We've had it, we had a problem, we solved it. Let's fuck to celebrate.
2: <laughs> the last scene is him walking out the way. I'm Venmo you the money for the pizza. <laughs> and he's back to work. Where he gets fired sex of course
4: Sex should be sex should be the new champagne. Don't you think? Like instead of people <laughs> instead I'm of listening. people being like, um, when you, when you have a big success in your life, instead of being like, we should have alcohol, which is, you know, bad for your health and an addictive substance, should be like, hey. Someone should someone should fuck this guy. <laughs> I guess I've stumbled across the first the the little uh, first hurdle on this. There's, there's another party what? involved. It
3: sounds like something that you want to
2: happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you, if you could just free up, you know, six of those eighteen hours you've allotted for masturbation, Tim. Mm, you could roam mm. around the world, fucking anyone as soon as good news <laughs> breaks for them. I
4: don't I don't like the word "roam" in that sentence for some reason. It um, suggests
2: nefariousness no. i say um, nefarious well mm. uh, but you know in a lot of ways we're different Meach, what was your shining light
3: i'd say that hat i love that hat, <laughs> the, big hat. the big hat when she moves the hat around <laughs> 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 i'd say kind of the only like slap sticky moment is just the hat going going around so she can see the guy dante
2: it is uh it for me, it's fun. hat,
3: and, and also, it's all Samantha moments when she just straight up says, Come. I really did laugh for a long time.
4: Let's <laughs> just <laughs> like describe this hat for a moment. It's very big and it's very floppy. Those are its, it's two main features. It's a big floppy
3: hat, yeah. And he, when you get, you get a big floppy hat and there, you know I'm going to laugh. Yeah, you know, someone from Wardrobe <laughs> fought hard
2: for that.
4: How many inches would you estimate that brim comes out over her face?
3: Oh, I'd say um, eighty to a
2: thousand. <laughs> <laughs> the wardrobe department, honestly, because I feel like maybe uh, SJP had autonomy over wardrobe decisions, and Ugh. wardrobe were like, "You're killing us here. We're going to look really shit if this is how the movie goes out." They fought so hard to get that hat. It was like <laughs> their, their one thing that they could stand behind in terms of costuming Hits. for this film.
4: Uh, a ve- particularly with women I think because ve- guys are kind of often dressed quite schlubby and it doesn't mean as much to them but hats for women I think is a real indicator of confidence as a symbol like Rose Matafeo has th- that great um, bit about that that she would love to someday be the kind of girl who can just <laughs> wear a hat
3: because <laughs> the only difference great.
4: between the woman who can wear hats and the woman who can't is it's a fucking confidence game you know and I think that's what that's all about they're like what is Samantha She's fucking Ford, man. Let's give her the biggest, floppiest hat anyone's ever seen.
2: Nothing if not confident. Um, Do you have a movie shining light, Tim, or are you still distracted by the memories of that watermelon pizza porno?
4: Guy, I'm pretty sure that I heard a flute in that final song by Jennifer Hudson that plays when the credits roll. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Wow, this I guess this has to be the saddest part, right? try to make of something nice every time.
4: Well, we've exhausted, you know, 16 already. Whatever we're up to, 17 has maybe. Has Hat
3: one yet?
2: Has the hat. hat. No, the Hat. The Hat.
3: <laughs> I like how you said
4: that. Hat is a character. It goes Samantha, Charlotte, Carrie, Big, Miranda, Hat, Lily, Rose, Harry.
2: New York City.
4: Hat. Oh my god, Metro! Can you like tell me a bedtime story about Hat? Like a day in the life of Hat.
3: <laughs> so Hat wakes up every morning at six a.m. of course uh, mm-hmm. to see the sunshine. Um, th- take a moment to um, herself before <laughs> <Yes. laughs> she has a long day of work on Miranda's head, and then she- no, sorry, Samantha's head. Um, <laughs> now Hat uh, trudges on over to Dante's house for the daily slam.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the daily slam. <laughs> Oh <laughs> you got a genuine take for me. I <laughs> <laughs> had some of my the... coffee. That was funny.
3: And then uh you know and then what the problem with the daily slam is that it's usually outdoors it's messy but uh Samantha don't have time to clean off hats so hats 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 stained. Oh no. If you know what I mean. This
2: is a sad story.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> then hat kind of bakes in the sun for a while oh, no, um, boy, hat. after the morning slam and uh mm. I know melanoma. Uh, it turns out um, the hat gets melanoma. Hat gets melanoma. This hat?
2: Oh no! Uh,
3: so hat, um, hat gets sick, but uh, Samantha doesn't notice until it's too late. So by the time Hat goes to doctor, um, to his wife, into <laughs> a new character. It's too late. It's too late for Hat. Um, oh no! Hat. I know. I know it was This brittle, cum dried
2: so, melanoma hat.
3: So there's the option, you know, to pursue treatment, but uh, it's it's really too late. And uh, so Hat just decides, you know, rather than treatment, let's just let's just go out to sea. So there's a beautiful moment where uh, Samantha what? tosses Hat out to sea, and um, Hat oh gets ate it up by a, ale, a whale, <laughs> <laughs> a whale, and the whale I becomes can.
2: pregnant with Dante's child.
3: Yes, which is so cool. So the the child actually is um is mermaid,
2: <laughs> but the bottom half is just a giant deck.
3: And that mermaid is Nicole Kidman's <laughs> character from Aquaman.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: so what do you think?
2: It's pretty good. <laughs> There's a lot of crossover, including with the DC cinematic universe and Tim's real life.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you ask for a story, I'll go give you a story.
2: I love it. What do you think, Tim? I'm very excited
4: by it. I love it. I actually I might I might take some time off of the 18 hours of porn watching to start scripting this thing out. See if we can we can flesh this thing out to a Get full movie. Get off the movie. ground.
2: Um I'd love to while we're we've got time uh mm. do my the hot new segment uh yep, yep, involving yep, yep. Steve called uh I don't want to bother you people. Oh
0: my
3: god. <laughs> and Tim, I've heard you love this. <laughs>
4: Did he give you the full backstory of <laughs> uh, why we have to do it? Uh,
3: He, do, he only told so, me that you don't like it.
4: <laughs> guys. So Guy said, I've got an idea for a segment. And I I think at the time I was feeling so bad about being quite negative about Guy's office. So I was like, Guy, whatever this is, we're going to do it. Not only this episode, but this will be a feature on every subsequent episode of this season. And then he said what the premise of the segment was. And I Fucking hate it. It's so <laughs> lame. But we're here now. And uh, as a stickler for the it. rules, you know, we're here. We're doing it.
3: All right.
2: So for context, everyone, uh, Big arrives at the outside the restaurant in a cab after the rehearsal dinner. Not uh, bad, Steve. Steve, sorry. Yeah. Big is outside uh, smoking cigars with Samantha, Harry and Smith. And um, Steve shows up and he says, I don't want to bother you people. But um, my suspicion is he secretly does. He wants to cause a scene. So Mitch, you have to tell us uh, in what way does Steve do this?
3: Well, Steve just learned how to make a paper crane. (laughs) 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 And it's a lot easier than he thought. He thought origami was going to be harder to pick up and embarrassing and stuff. So he's actually made a thousand paper cranes, (laughs) like the classic children's story, Sadako and the thousand paper cranes, where she tries to make a thousand paper cranes because she's got Hiroshima cancer. And, She doesn't make it. She doesn't do the thousand paper cranes. So he figured out exactly how many cranes she made. And he did the remaining amount of cranes (gasps) as a symbolic gesture, which is going to be an annual tradition for him to bring health to his family. Yeah. So it's pretty beautiful. um, But he didn't get a chance to do it because uh, it's bigs night.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
4: is this like how he atones for the um indiscretion that he has brought to his relationship
3: well it's just sort of a gesture he's being like look i'm i'm thinking about the future i'm thinking about our family i'm gonna keep us from getting sick by making um 342 cranes once a year
2: (laughs) believe in me so wait when you when you say it's big's night what do you mean
3: it's his. It's his What's, night. It's his pre-wedding night.
2: So they, Steve's not allowed to show anyone his cranes. So
3: he's like, well, I have to, if I show them, I have to show all the cranes, and I have to go one, two. Three, <laughs> okay, three, four. I've got. I've got a couple <laughs> of
4: questions on this, Mitch. Number okay. one:
3: Is Steve
4: gonna? Is he gonna make the paper cranes there on site, or are they in the cab?
3: No, they're in the cab, but he's he saved the one one for last uh, because he wants uh, Miranda to see him make it.
2: So, okay, oh, so he's made 344 cranes. Yeah. And he's got one fresh origami piece of paper in his back pocket. Yeah.
3: And it's already cut into a square and everything. And it's it's good.
2: So, But then the cab leaves, presumably with the 344 cranes. So that's what's so sad. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the background for the rest of the movie, Steve's running around. you like, have you seen my cranes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get my wife back if I could just find my cranes. If I could just find my fucking cranes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love in this.
4: But, I love everything about it.
2: In between having sex with every other character in the film, the sex obsessed Steve,
3: <laughs> <laughs> sex addicted Steve.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's a sexy guy. Do you who of the of the characters in the film? uh Who do you find the most attractive? And well, I mean, don't
4: say Samantha's dog because that's uh, Becky Lucas territory.
3: That's tough. Um, I mean, I think Steve's pretty fuckable, but I think it's because like I I don't know like the. The t shirt sexy. It's really
2: stayed with you, yeah.
3: I think it's just because it's like, yeah, we're, what? We're going to take our shirt off? Yeah.
2: Also, we know that they haven't had sex in six months in that scene. So yeah. you feel like as soon as it was happening, though, we're both probably like, we're just going to go Let's with this. Do yeah. Let's
3: just do it. Why are we wasting time? Let's just yeah. do Penny.
4: Let's get it over <laughs> with, you might say. Yeah. Because that's what Miranda says. I know this movie so well.
3: I th- yeah.
2: You sure do, Tim. Um, do you have anything else to add, Mr. Bat? Nothing. Mitra, any, any other. I am loose like a thoughts? husked
4: corn. Husked by Carrie Bradshaw. At the
2: hand oh, of Carrie.
3: I also wrote during that scene when they decide to get married and she's husking corn that there are no smiles. Yeah. They're not happy. What? There are no smiles.
2: Okay. There um, are no smiles.
3: <laughs> what you're deciding to get married? You don't smile. Um. <laughs> Very
2: practical. I actually noticed this week when we first see Big and Carrie together when they are checking out the apartment. They hold. This is. Some, it was just banging around my head. I'd never noticed the way they hold hands before. It's a classic body language thing. They hold hands like meat on meat or like palm on palm.
3: They hold hands weird.
2: Not like interlocked fingers, because isn't that when you're when you're intimate with someone you go interlocked fingers? Yeah. And I when can't... you feel like distant, you go. Meat on. I got to stop calling it that. Meat on palm meat. on palm. It's the meatier part of the hand. That
3: sucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Oh, I wrote that. Fifty-five minutes into the movie is where I lost hope. Um. I don't remember what that was, but oh, it is man. where I lost hope. Um so don't worry, there were only um 68 more hours of movie after that. Um and I wrote Chris snoth equals corpse. <laughs> so that is um oh, and I wrote um good scene on New Year's Eve. <laughs> so that was something nice.
2: You did like that scene.
3: I liked when she came to the house. I was like, that's that's sweet. Friendship conquers all.
2: I think yeah, the only other the only other note, and this is uh parroting something Becky said a few episodes ago, for your abridged one hour forty two minute version of Sex in the City, Tim. I think would be if that Miranda Carey conflict, if we got to see, cause then you, you experience like the full, uh, you know, the full reach of their friendship where you see Miranda confess that she uh, said this thing to big and you watch them fall out and then they become friends again, all before new year's making that reunion scene that much more meaningful and making it quite a nice end point for the film, mm-hmm. a hopeful point.
3: I agree. I think I, it guess would be
4: so. I booted up the movie while, while you guys were talking, I wanted to find out what the 55 minute mark was. Oh, amazing! It's what um, is it? <laughs> it's uh, I have a freeze frame right now of Carrie Bradshaw jilted. So it must have been the. Uh, it's when, yeah, it's like just after it's happened when they're they're, they're at um, Charlotte's house. Ha- Are they at Charlotte's? Do you house?
2: know, I think. Do you know Charlotte's what they're, they're at Charlotte's house. Yeah, I think it was when you realized they were going to go to Mexico because you said very despondently they're going to go to Mexico. Uh- <laughs> 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 yeah,
3: I think it was when I. But I. I was. I think it was just because I realized I didn't know how long the movie was until that moment because Guy, like, hit the keyboard and I saw that it was 55 minutes in and there was still Gusset. a full Gusset movie's worth of time.
2: Yeah. They take oh. even longer to get to Abu Dhabi in Six in the City too. I think it's an hour and a half.
3: But are they just there for the movie?
2: They're there for longer, but it's worse.
3: I hate seeing them in New York, which I know is the <laughs> point. <laughs>
4: Speaking of duration, I th- I, this episode's been a big, meaty beast. Um, but I think we, We've we should probably think about wrapping it up.
2: Yeah, yeah, I got nothing to say.
3: Um because I'm, glad I saw I'm this. sweating
2: Oh, <laughs> okay. uh, You're a real charmer, Tim. Uh, <laughs> Lord knows you've got a big day of porn watching ahead of you. Um, so you have a
3: really positive 18 hours. <laughs> thank
2: thank you, you so much, Maitre. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. Oh my God. Would you like to say anything about where people can find you online? Um
3: what? I'm on Twitter. You can do at Tweet R A J O U H A R I at Tweeter Jahari, ha ha. Cool choice.
2: That's <laughs> a big handle. It'll
4: be in the episode description. I'll put it out. so just click on the notes that are that are in the oh, notes. There yeah. There'll be a link. Um, And I cannot endorse Matra's Twitter account enough. It is the funniest (laughs) shit consistently. I fucking love it. I was actually like at one point, this was a little while ago, Trying to like find out if there was an automated script where I could just retweet everything you put out because <laughs> it was, I was just retweeting everything. It was it's like that one's dynamite, this one's gold. Love this take. This is Tim, great.
2: This oh is this is an aside, but you did what I thought was such a funny tweet uh recently. Can you it was the one about um the comedian to watch? Can you just do a uh, reading of that for hey, us?
4: With, This is really going to sort of date the podcast a little bit, because obviously we're releasing these after when we recorded them. But uh, here it goes, folks. Uh, My 2019 comedian to watch, Louis C.K. Watch (laughs) him because he masturbates while you're in the room.
3: Oh, my God.
4: Yeah, I told uh, that to, to my wife, Zoe, and she um, she didn't love it, eh? She didn't think it was that funny. But thanks, Guy. I really appreciate you uh oh, man, behind you, that Oh, man, you got
2: me real good. Uh, and on that note, let's uh, call it an episode. <laughs> we'll see you next time.
4: Oh, bye, Tim. <laughs> thanks, mate. Trey. Great to talk to you. Bye. Thank you.
1: We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it.